Just watch basketball. How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Monday, everybody. Dave DeFore and Keith Parrish here with your weekend update, Daily Ding style on the Athletic NBA show. But before we get started, today is the last chance to get our Cyber Monday, Black Friday deal, whatever you want to call it. Go to theathletic.com slash NBA show. Just $1 a month. If you get there before midnight on Monday the 29th, that's today, you can lock in the best price of the year. Just $1 a month for all the Athletic's great writing and our podcast ad-free. Again, go to theathletic.com slash NBA show before midnight. Do it now. Lock in that year at a buck a month. A lot of stuff to get into, so let's jump right into it. Keith, I asked you this last week, could the Suns keep streaking? And they've shown no signs of stopping yet. After they demolished the Knicks on Friday night, the Suns won their 16th consecutive game, beating the Nets 113-107 to on the second night of a back-to-back Saturday night. Uh, the Suns are now 17-3. and They can extend this winning streak to 17 games against the Warriors on Tuesday, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But in this win on Saturday, Chris Paul became the first player in NBA history, which, you know, we don't say this very often. (laughs) First player in NBA history with 20,000 points, 10,000 assists, and 5,000 rebounds. And Keith, look, you love stats. You love random stats. How's that for random? It's pretty good. It's nice and rounded. It isn't even like digging too deep. It's not one of those with an arbitrary cutoff. The 20, 10, and 5, that's beautiful. That's easy to digest. And it just simply shows how dominant Chris Paul has been and for so long. This is a guy where three years ago people were talking about like, is that contract too much? He's And he's outlived that contract. And now he just continues to win Wherever he goes, he's aging better than some people in the league. I don't want to say James Harden, but James Harden seemed confused about what he was even doing after the game. He said, I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to score or look for others. It's like, well, you might need to score if your team's getting housed by the Phoenix Suns. And like Chris Paul, absolutely amazing. And you asked me last week, you know, if they could keep it going. I said, yes. I said, yes. I think they might even be better than the Warriors, but I don't want to be controversial. It's hard to say. And like you said, there's a collision course these two teams just keep winning keep demolishing people and they're going to face off on national tv on tuesday that's right uh devin booker led the way for the suns in scoring had 30 points and and the nets they're just disappointing at this point uh they they had actually won four straight coming into this game but you know i had someone ask me today they're the what best team in the league sixth seventh Oh, I would see, I would go, I would go higher. I, I don't think they're that struggling. They're a team where I'm like, oh man, they're had, they've had kind of a rough year. And then I look up and say, oh, they're 14 and six. They're the one seed in the East. Like let's all, we don't, we don't need to get too carried away. Uh, right now for me, I, I, I like the Suns and the Warriors. And then I have no problem putting the Nets next. Last week I would have said the Jazz. The Jazz had an up and down week. Who else am I going to put in that conversation? I trust that Milwaukee will end up there, but I'm not like I'm not overly worried about the Nets. This one loss, I'm more I guess excited about the Suns, who are totally locked in and an absolute buzzsaw. 
Well, you, you mentioned the Warriors, and again, that game coming up on Tuesday, but they are also smoking hot right now. They've won seven straight. Uh, this is another big streak for them, and that's what happens when you've only lost two games. And, uh, you know, the, they extended their streak to seven games over the weekend after just really just handling business against the Blazers and the Clippers, who are not pushovers. Uh, maybe the Blazers are, but the Clippers certainly aren't. Steph Curry continues to be electric runaway MVP right now, if you ask me. Uh, he scored 65 points combined in these two victories and added 13 more threes to his total. He's now hit 105 on the season, Keith. This is crazy. We're only a quarter away through the season, and he's on pace for 450 made threes. This is ludicrous. Yeah, he's about to smash his own already ludicrous record. The game on Sunday against the Clippers, he got very upset with the officiating. And unfortunately... Like, the Clippers caught the bad end of that disagreement where Steph, he picks up a technical foul. He's yelling at the refs. He was mad that the the referees gave their bench. The Warriors bench, like, got a technical. And Steph just goes off, puts the game away. After the final dagger three, he then, like, tees up the referee. I don't know. Maybe he'll get a little note from the league maybe saying, hey, cut that out. But it was a delightful, entertaining performance. And when Steph's on, I mean, that's the best show in basketball. I mean, sure, they're winning 90% of their games. But on a Sunday afternoon, watching him just light up another team and then give us the theatrics the technical foul gesture after the the clutch shot like there's nobody better and I agree right now I mean if there's an MVP through the first 20 games absolutely Steph Curry and a little bit of injury news for the Warriors a uh, big deal here Keith James Wiseman has joined the Santa Cruz Warriors he's going to get some extra practice reps and another guy Clay Thompson also been assigned to the G League team down there in Santa Cruz and you know what that means they're about to add Clay Thompson to this team. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason not to be just even more and more optimistic if you're a Warriors fan. We get one of the most popular players in the league who hasn't played. It's been almost 900 days, essentially, since Clay Thompson's played in an NBA basketball game. So you assume he's going to fit right back in. That other name you said, James Wiseman, whether or not he sees action on the uh, parent squad, if you will, if he gets some of those first-line minutes, I don't know. They're playing so well right now, he probably has to take a back seat, uh, garbage time only, you know, before we see that number two overall pick uh, get involved in this winning action with the Warriors. Well, we can all hope it's only going to be garbage time. Uh, um, again, <laughs> the Suns and the Warriors, I mean, this is the game of the year so far. They're going to play on Tuesday. And Keith, you know, look, I, I don't really love predictions, but I predict that one of these teams is going to see their winning streak Snapped. That's bold. I like it. A little bit of a scare over the weekend for your Grizzlies, Keith. And look, my heart jumped out of my chest, but we got some good news. Right. John Morant went down with an injury in the Grizzlies game on Friday night. He's not going to miss the whole season. That's basically all we know. They said that he would be out for a few weeks, but it is just a knee sprain for John Morant. Nothing torn, no ligament damage beyond the sprain that we know about. And so, yes, a, a huge sigh of relief for all NBA fans who love watching John Morant play. And this Grizzlies team, you know, now has to try to figure out what to do without him again. They were without him a couple weeks last season as well with an ankle injury. And I guess everyone's just hoping that he can return and get back to that level he was playing at, being one of the top scorers in the NBA. He's one of the most dynamic and exciting players. And uh, yes, we all have a, a, a great sense of relief that it's not going to be a serious injury. 
Well, it, it's going to be a scary time for the Grizzlies on the court as well. I mean, this team has the worst defense in the league, and now they've lost their superstar point guard. And you got to wonder, how's that offense going to keep up, Keith? Right, because, I mean, the offense had been okay, and the defense, like you said, it's the worst in the NBA. And so it, maybe it's an opportunity for the Grizzlies to, to kind of figure out their defense. They got off to a good start in their first game post-jaw right now. On Sunday, they, they blew out the Kings, and you saw just a bunch of guys stepping up. Maybe it was difficult for the Kings to not know, you know, where the attack was coming from because it was a very balanced offensive game. You had a guy like Desmond Bain who's going to pick up the slack, kind of playing backup point guard. Tyus Jones an obvious veteran with a lot of experience, a good leader. He steps into the starting spot. And now you're going to have to see Desmond Bain step up and fill in for Jawways out. And you're also going to want Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., the bench, Kyle Anderson, D'Anthony Melton. Everyone has to pitch in. But like you said, it's going to be tough. You know, the Grizzlies, as they were last in defense, now if they can maybe find their defensive footing, maybe they'll be in a better spot when Ja is available to return from injury. Well, if the Grizzlies are looking for a guy to come in and play some point guard minutes, maybe they should call Houston. In Houston, Rockets point guard John Wall, who has yet to suit up for a game this season, has made it known that he would like to play. Wall spoke to Rockets officials and stated his desire is to play, have a starting role, and to compete to maintain the starting role. But the franchise informed him that they want him to come off the bench and not start. Sources have told the Athletics' Shams Sharania. Uh, listen, they mutually agreed in training camp that he was going to sit while the team looked for a trade for John Wall. I mean, John Wall has struggled with injuries, and now he's healthy, and the guy wants to play, and I can't blame him. But, Keith, who's trading for John Wall? Well, this seems like the situation where John Wall and his people finally figured out, hey, there's literally no way anyone's going to trade for you. And so it's a very awkward situation where John Wall says, hey, I want to play basketball. I'm on your basketball team. And I don't understand how the Rockets can be like, no, we're, we're not going to play you because you want to compete for a starting spot. What's he supposed to do? Like, this is one of the worst teams in the NBA. They have won two in a row, surprisingly, uh, over, the, over the weekend. But, like, if John Wall wants to play and the only guy standing in his way is Kevin Porter Jr., who's not a natural point guard, who's one of the league leaders in turnovers, it seems like there's no recourse for the team to say, no, 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 we just don't want to play you. Like then, I don't know, is the league going to get involved similar to the Anthony Davis when he was on the Pelicans? Uh, or like, does the Players Association get involved? You'd be like, hey, you just can't bench uh, this guy. I mean, I guess the Rockets could say, you know, we're not playing him because we think we have better players, but I don't think anyone really believes him when they watch the Rockets play. And in a little bit of a fun signing news, DeMarcus Cousins, Sign with the Bucks. How do you like it, Keith? Is it a good move or a, who cares? It's I, I hope it's not a sign that like Brooke Lopez is never coming back anytime soon because that's the obvious thought. Like they need a big man. Yeah, if Boogie Cousins can get back to be like kind of that fun bench score, you know, we, we know the all-star years are long past, but he's a fun guy to watch play basketball. Yeah, and I hope if he's healthy and he can contribute to the Bucks, that it will be it will be a good signing for him. I just hope it doesn't mean they're really struggling waiting for Brooke Lopez in his return. And and a little bit of news that's basketball, but only tangentially related to the NBA as it affects the draft. I'm pretty sure that Paolo Boncaro is now the number one pick after Duke and Paolo beat Chet Holmgren and Gonzaga on Friday night. It was a fun game, and the guys are going to talk about it on Buds coming up next, so make sure you guys check that out. Again, don't forget, before midnight tonight, the 29th of November, 
Go to theathletic.com slash NBA show. Lock in that buck a month deal. It's the best deal we run all year. So do it. For Keith, I'm Dave. That's it for the Daily Ding. Don't forget basketball buds coming up next. Keith, take us away. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.